0: You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.
1: And welcome to another very special edition of the Win Win and Entrepreneurial Community podcast. I am Ben Wolf. And we are going to learn from our guests, plural today, how to have the right visionary integrator at the forefront of your leadership team, how that gives you the rocket fuel to go to the stars, um, and also how to handle the difficulty that many smaller startups face in finding the right integrator. Uh, so I encourage everybody out there to subscribe, leave a review, uh, which will uh, make the content that we share here and the value that we share here more accessible, not only to yourself in the future, but to others. So please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. And uh, with that, I want to get into the introduction to our guests today. Um So uh, first of all, before I even do that, I wanna just uh, review, you know, one of the things I do uh, in my own business is uh, Wolf's Edge Consulting is that I am an EOS implementer. That means that I help companies uh, get everything that they want out of their companies, stop running in the hamster wheel, break through when they start hitting the ceiling uh, by implementing EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Um, And you know, it's great for growing companies, but uh, post startup and growing companies, but uh, one of the concepts there is this concept of, the, of, of that a company can truly go to the stars with a visionary and an integrator. Visionary is kind of that 20 ideas a week, million miles a minute, uh, you know, mind, big relationships, big ideas, big deals uh, that they're driving, uh, but not great with the, uh, with the follow-through, with the long-term, with the management of the day-to-day, with the systemization um, and uh, the consistency. And then another major role that's critical in an organization even more critical uh, that you really can't do without this one uh, successfully which is the integrator which is kind of like a chief operating officer in a certain way but it really means someone that integrates and keeps together all the moving parts of a of a a business of a growing business um, and uh, keeps everyone rowing beats the drum and keeps everyone rowing in the same direction in the right direction So that kind of CEO, uh, you know, CEO integrator or CEO COO type relationship, that visionary. Integrator concept is kind of the background for what I'm going to say in this introduction and why this is so special. uh, This episode is that the two guests we have on today are the visionary and the integrator together at the same company, Rhythm Monster. Uh, And Rhythm Monster is a platform dedicated to teaching Scottish pipe band drumming online, although they're going to be growing into other areas in the future. Uh, Our visionary today has a lifelong passion for playing and teaching music from children all the way up to university students and adults. Our integrator today is a pipe drummer and has a 25-year career in operations and software development, having founded and built several high-tech companies. Uh, you could find out more about them at rhythmmonster.com, that's R-H-Y-T-H-M, I would not necessarily remember how to spell the word rhythm, but it's rhythm, R-H-Y-T-H-M, dash monster or hyphenmonster.com, and uh, with that, I give you Michael Eagle, co-founder and visionary, and Kirk Potter, integrator. Welcome, Michael and Kirk.
0: Thanks so much, Ben Wolf. Happy to be here.
2: Thanks, Ben.
1: And thank you. uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, Michael's joining us from relatively near where I live in the New York and the greater New York City area. Kirk is joining us from uh, Scotland. So that is, you know, interesting uh, time zone coordination for today, uh, which is great. And uh, so if you don't mind, just... Uh, You know start you know whichever one of you wants to go first, but uh, maybe Michael maybe start with you Um, If you could just don't mind giving giving a quick two-minute history like how'd you get where you are? Maybe stuff that's not reflected on your resume But just a quick two-minute history of your background and how you got where you are now Um, And then afterwards on to uh, Kirk with the same question
0: very good so I, I am what you would call a, a product of Western art society. I went to college to be a professional musician and also educator and picked up composition at the same time. And there, there's a very prescribed and typical path in doing that. And when you come out the other end, you've got a, a few degrees under your belt. And you can either be a a band director or a a university professor and pursue your performing career as you like to shape it. And so I did all of that uh, the best I could and at the max, I tried to max myself out as a know an independent contractor doing anything and everything involved with percussion and music and ended up being an educator in public school and university positions all in all about 18 just south of 20 years and I I really had to I came to a philosophical end where I just couldn't really uh, commit myself to the traditional education system any longer I think that's a different conversation for a different day but if the question is, where did Rhythm Monster come from? It came from my being a professional musician and educator in realizing, I think I have more to offer. I think there's something There's more meaning to be found. And I felt very restricted in the, in working in academia and in the public school systems. And so I started building Rhythm Monster with my co founder now previous partner and overlapping those career paths thinking that maybe Rhythm Monster would be kind of a a side hustle, if you will, but very, very quickly, it was clear to me, this is what I need to do with my life. This is what I need to commit myself to. The only problem is I'm not a business guy. I I don't know what being a CEO means. I I don't, I don't know what marketing really entails. I I don't know how to Mm -hmm. start and operate a business. And when I went down the traditional paths and spoke with experienced business people, you got to have a business plan. You got to do this. You got to do that. Anything I would find just wasn't motivating, didn't speak to me. I didn't understand it. I had found my vehicle. I I had created the thing, the service I wanted to uh, commit my, the rest of my life to for the world, but I didn't know how to do it. And so when I found EOS, it, it really was a game changer for me. It, it was the thing that I, it was a language I understood. It was a playbook I could prescribe to and something that really motivated me to to get these skills that I knew I needed to have um, to make this Rhythm Monster thing happen. And so I, I dare say, I don't know if Rhythm Monster would really exist if it weren't for the EOS system. Uh-
1: Michael is very cool and we'll get on to Kirk in a second uh, with his answer to that question but m- maybe first if you could if you can um, if you could speak about like you know Michael as a as a, as a visionary like you know in a, in a company trying to run an EOS to get you know to get what you want and get the right structure um, what have you found are the characteristics of uh, of an integrator of having a good integrator from your perspective as a visionary and what, what are the main strengths of that of that kind of thing?
0: Uh, the the main strengths of for me as a visionary that I relate to and what I identify in a solid integrator for me it's it, it's those top big four or five points that you you have a thousand ideas every day and you believe in all of them equally um, you you see the value and you really have to personally make personal connections whether it be with your your market your consumer base or the uh, the other entities that are pivotal to your company's success. So that personal connection, uh, big relationships, as it says often. Uh, I think that's something that you just ha- has to be a part of you, um, and that you're able to provide um, these. What other other people may describe as dreamlike or lofty ideas, you're able to paint them in a way that's not only motivating, but really helps people to believe, oh yes, we can do that, we can get there. And and so all of those things, and even if you get more detailed, here are the top 20 things that a visionary needs to have. For me, when I read those the first time, I felt, I felt for the first time in this business pursuit, it's okay to be me. That is exactly who I am. These things, that all these books, these beautiful books that EOS has come out with, that describe the visionary. So for me, it's all of them. There's not one of those R and R's roles and responsibilities that I don't personally relate to deeply, just as a human being. Mm -hmm. From the integrator side, it's it's the it's the other side of the same coin. In that when I read the R and R's for an integrator, I seriously thought, thank goodness. I'm not expected to do all that stuff because that's all the stuff that I know I'm not good at and you know of course there's there's a learning curve here I have to learn to do new things if this is going to happen sure I'm on board with that but if I have to if I have to develop these skill sets these operational managerial skill sets that I know I don't have I'm not very good at you know then I really have to question is is this something I need to commit myself to so to see that no in fact in in all businesses you know there is this number 1 number 2 you know this v and this i relationship where this person has these RNRs and this person has these RNRs, they're very complementary but very different. It just made me breathe the biggest sigh of relief of my entire life, and I came to understand in our company's infancy just how important both of those sets of RNRs are equally. You cannot have just one; you have to have both, and you really have to find uh, who you are as a person. Which one of those are you? And you have to be really, I think, really honest with yourself. I, I think you have to be able to look in the mirror a different way, uh, hit the playback button, if you will, a different way uh, to really assess which one you are. And I, I feel like I was able to do that pretty succinctly and, and really embrace the visionary role and, and, and of course, continue to learn, learn and grow, uh, grow, but also identify uh, someone like Kirk Potter in being an iconic uh, integrator uh, that would help complement what I bring to the table. It couldn't be more important, I, I think, is my conclusion to that question.
1: Right. And while I'm going to turn to Kirk now, I mean, Kirk, if you don't mind, um, you know, sharing a little bit, like, just give us like a quick two minute history of yourself. First of all, like, where did you come from? Like, maybe that's not, you know, mentioned in the introduction, but like, where did you come from? How did you get here? Uh, how, you know, how did that bring you to where you are now? And and then I'll, you know, I'll follow up with another question after that with you,
2: Kirk. Sure. <clears throat> Um, I, I've been involved in the software business, um, as you said in the introduction, for about 25 years. Um, I started off, as most people do in that business, as a, as a software engineer. Um, but I moved on very quickly into leadership roles. Um, so I've held, held uh, technical leadership roles. I've held other leadership roles that involves uh, research and development. Um, and then for the past six or seven years now, I've been a, an operations director Um, of a Uh software business over here in in Scotland Um, I think we're a, a unique set of skills that I have, um, or maybe even a unique set of interests, um, is really where I find myself, where I am today. So, um, I'm very passionate about music and and particularly percussion, and I, s- I suppose more specifically in that, certainly the pipe band world. I've been involved in the pipe band world since I was a, a young kid. Um, I've had a passion for technology um, ever since I was a young a young person as well. Um, and you know, I've always been passionate about business, um, and I think. Um certainly with rhythm monster and in my uh, CEO and integrator role, i have have the ability to bring all those three things together in in a quite unique way, which is which is great.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a blessing that is and and so and so amazing that you guys found each other. I mean, you, you know just to think that you have a you know a, a very tech oriented software company. And, uh, you know, and that's focused on something so specific, like, you know, Scottish pipe band drumming, teaching, you know, and with your technology background and interest as, as a pipe band drummer. I mean, it's like really an amazing, you know, you talk about these, you know, these one in a million, you know, that you find each other type of uh, type of things. Um, and I guess, and, you know, and Michael was just speaking about this, but, w- you know, what would you say from your perspective is that as, as an integrator, like what what do you find are the main characteristics of a visionary and what what are the visionaries main strengths that they, you know that you see a visionary i mean michael obviously specifically but visionary in general bringing to you know to the organization that you're that you're part of
2: yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the key aspects is is what I would call, it's a bit of a cliche, but sort of blue sky thinking. Um, I think one of the things I, one of my classic traits mm-hmm. as an integrator on the other side is that I, I'm always looking for the problems within things. Um, and sometimes that can hamper um, mm-hmm. my my creativity. Uh, I don't think Michael is, is, is held back by any of that. He very much comes up with ideas and doesn't concern himself too much with the the how, if you like, of of how these things were actually going to be <laughs> achieved, and that's um, it, whilst that makes my job difficult at times or challenging, I think it's maybe a better word. Um, yeah. I think I think that's that's really where where Michael can can bring a lot to the table. I think the other thing about the visionary aspect of what Michael can do as well, and as he mentioned in his own intro, he he understands a lot about the educational aspect to what we're trying to do at Rhythm Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and he understands our target market um, very, very well. Um, so his role was very much setting that strategy and that, that direction of travel, um, where my role is very much to take some of those ideas and say, okay, how do we actually make those things work, both um, technically um, and practically um, um, and, I suppose, commercially as well at the same time.
1: Right. And... And I guess you know, you know, where do you see, I guess, your own, you know, not weaknesses. I mean, again, nothing's wrong with these things, but like, what you know, your own areas where you're not, you know, where you're not as strong as an integrator. Where do you see Michael able to complement, you know, or just a visionary able to complement that?
2: Yeah, I think it's a similar point to the one I just made, in that um, mm-hmm. I I think as a as a, an integrator, you know, a classic integrator, you're sometimes hampered by overly analytical thinking. Um, and, you know, you, before an idea really gets onto the drawing board, you may have already dismissed it because it's because you think it's mm. uh, too difficult to do. Um, and, you know, I, I think one of, the, one of the other interesting things is that I think that the whole visionary integrator thing, I think both of us have a bit of each other in us in, in that yeah. sense. Um, mm. I think the visionary has a bit of integrator. I think the integrator has a bit of visionary. Um, and I think it's important that you can balance those things um, so that, you know, where possible, you're doing most of what your key role is. But Michael and I don't get too hung up on that. Um, mm-hmm. we, we spend time talking to each other um, and we'll both come up with ideas on either side and both in terms of the practical side of what we're doing but also some of the more, um, as I say, blue sky thinking ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to blend that in a way that when it comes to the actual execution piece, it's very clear where the roles and responsibilities land. And I think that's where EOS for us really comes into its own it's it's that there is a clear distinction but it doesn't it doesn't stifle that creative aspect of what we're trying to do as a business and how we how we think about what what we can bring to market and how we bring it to market
0: right I I couldn't agree more with that you know I, I think it's important for anyone who's new to the EOS system you know when you when you read that visionary description if you say oh man that that is me cool. Now I don't have to do anything else, right? I just have to do mm-hmm. this. That's not necessarily the case. I think it really does. It begins with self-reflection and and being able to analyze yourself or receive some perspective about yourself that maybe you didn't have before, because you might think you're a visionary, but maybe you're not for one reason or another. And I think that's something that Kirk Potter and I have been able to do very well, respectively, and our relatively short time working together, we've been able to communicate and experience each other's strengths and weaknesses, if you will. And absolutely, we've come to the conclusion that there's absolutely some overlap. While, yes, I'm an iconic visionary, he is an iconic integrator in any working capacity, rhythm monster or otherwise, Kirk Potter has some visionary in him, and Mm -hmm. Michael Eagle has some integrator in him. And so we're able to identify that overlap and, as he said very well, complement and balance each other out.
1: Right. So, what have you guys seen is like, I guess the difference. Like it's like, okay, that's great. We, you know, each working in areas where we're comfortable. But if let's say you didn't have the integrator or integrator, let's say you didn't have the visionary, like what would it look like? Meaning, how much, how much, how much greater than the sum of the parts is what you guys are able to do because you're together as opposed to each one? You know, you know, as as in terms of what it would have looked like if either one of you had had done this on your own. Right. Well, then what, what would I, what would it be the difference?
0: Well, I can certainly speak to that as that's what I've done the past two years, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, Rhythm Monster. We just celebrated our third birthday this this past month, and so for the first two years of the company's launch, and let's say the six months we took to to build the company, it was it was with my my co-founder who has now left the company, and and when we found DOS and I presented this idea. I think that this is more or less our business plan or our playbook. He was all on board with the idea and, and thought at first he could become an integrator. Mm -hmm. And I thought I sound like a visionary, but I probably need to learn what that actually means. Because again, I I did approach this whole situation with, with an open mind and open arms in that I don't know how to do this. So I will learn how to do this. Mm -hmm. And, but I think at the end of the day, Uh, that initial approach we both took was perhaps a mistake. It was clear I was a visionary as per EOS. It was clear my co-founder was not an integrator. And even though he tried, he tried everything he could to become one, that's just not who he is as a person. And that's not good or bad, but but we approached it as we have these two roles that need to be filled. I'll do one, you do the other. Mm -hmm. When in fact, at the end of the day, it, I don't think it works that way. It's I, I not think a good You fit. are what you are and you learn to maximize that. And so I basically did have to build and, and start the company for nearly two years with having an excellent co founder, but ultimately a very talented individual who was asked to be something that he was not. That's very different from doing something you don't want to do. But to be something that you are not, hmm. and and I think that was one of the fundamental reasons why he we all agree that ultimately his leaving the company was the right uh, the right path, and that I needed to find an actual integrator, mm-hmm. someone who is that as a person um, first and foremost, and you know has somewhat of a healthy track record of 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 proving that. And so, I, I, I what did it look like? It was really really difficult, you know, and it was a lot of pressure on me. Um, but I, I think since I went into it with the mind of I need to figure all this out, this is all new to me, it equipped me uh, for those difficult times. But two years in, into operations, my final thought here is the company grew faster than I expected. There was more positive reception and awareness a lot quicker, faster than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. So rather than saying, okay, I'm, I'm losing my co-founder. I'm just going to do this solo. No, I did the exact opposite. I said, I need the ideal person hmm. because this service and this company is worth it to that many people. I need someone to help balance out this equation. I believe this EOS thing. And so we we went looking, and that's what brought you and I together, Ben Wolf. I, yeah, I really initially. tapped the EOS community, yeah, to say, help. You know, I am I going about this the right way? Am I looking for the right person? Am I putting out the right information? And awesome experienced EOSers like yourself all came back and said, well, yes, you are, but it's going to be remarkably difficult because who you're looking for is, is very, very specific. And fortunately, we found that specific individual here in Kirk Potter.
1: Yeah. Now, I want to get into that story a little bit, too, because of that unique way that you Solve an issue that you're that is certainly not unique to you,, uh, but mm-hmm. your solution is uh, is novel. and I think I definitely want to share this with you know, have have this you know, give you the opportunity in the platform to share this mm-hmm. with the world for those who it might be a good match with too. certainly recognize mm-hmm. and relate to a lot of what you guys are saying. Uh, In terms of look, myself as being a natural integrator, Um, I'm helping uh, one company now as a fractional integrator, um, and uh, certainly you know certainly that's my nature. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, so it's really great you know to hear also from the you know we've and we've had integrators on the program before. Uh, We have uh, we have well we have upcoming the integrator of EOS Worldwide actually is going to be on. Mm. Uh, I don't think we've you know that hasn't been recorded yet. I believe, but. you know we've had other other great integrators several throughout uh throughout the time on and and so i think this is this is great to have you know this visionary perspective i think is also a little unique um but uh do you guys have any like to make this a little bit more concrete maybe like any any recent things from the last month or two um you know where you've seen like hey this is an area where you know, the visionary was able to do this. And the integrator was able to do that, and you know, it was able to you know do more than what either one of you would have been able to do without the other. Yeah,
2: uh, I, th- I think there's one example, Ben, and um, it's, it's quite specific to what we do at Rhythm Monster. But mm-hmm. wh- one of the one of the challenges that we face, or number of challenges that we face, is that we have a, a team of uh, people that are spread all over all over the world um, and and the tasks these people are, are are given to do or they do for us um, involves creating actual video content or, or at least editing that video content into something that ends up being on our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had some technical challenges around that because just because of the geography and everything else um, but we also had the challenge of how do we get that team uh, motivated. How do we keep them motivated? Um, uh, uh, how, how do we assign work to them, or do we assign work to them? How, how, how do we challenge some of those mm-hmm. things? So, Michael um, was was, I suppose, frustrated. I think is probably the best word for that in terms of mm-hmm. how that was working or wasn't working as well as it could. Um, and one of the first things that Mike and I have challenged in in our um, in our relationship is. How do we solve that problem? Um, and we've we've come up with different a different series of tools. Um, and techniques and philosophies that, that will allow us to to come to overcome that. And for what it's worth, without getting too much into the heavy detail, essentially what we have done is we have found a, a, a technical platform that allows us to share video content across the world, which is a fundamental of that. But more, more than that, we have looked at ways that we can implement um, an agile um, framework, um, specifically Scrum, which is typically used in software organizations, Probably not used very often in in media type organisations, but I saw saw no reason why we couldn't apply the Scrum principles mm-hmm. to um, to our team, um, and we're just on the brink now of actually launching that with their with our team across across the world, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's quite an interesting thing because it, as I say, it's very much visionary integrator type stuff where Michael's saying, "Why well, you know we need to have this team, and we need you know it's probably going to be spread out all over the place. We want them doing this sort of work, and that's and I, I look at that as an integrator and say that's all fine." but how do we actually make that work in practice? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's not something that we I've done in isolation, Michael and I work really, really closely with each other to iron out and, and, and suss out exactly how we go about achieving that. But um, we're actually going to be launching in the next couple of days that system so that we use use that with our team across the globe. And um, without getting into too much detail about the Scrum framework, the Scrum framework gives us essentially a self-organizing team. It gives us a team that are self-motivated. Um, and and really I suppose in many ways it aligns with some of the key values and the vision that we have for, for Rhythm Monster from a, a people point of view. Um, so that I think that's a really good example of how myself, particularly coming from a software background, working in what is a technical business for Rhythm Monster? It's not certainly not a software business um, in the main. Um, and it's seen how some of those tools and techniques and, and, and methods of working um, that I have experience in can work in, a, in, in an entirely different business.
0: I agree with you, Kirk Potter. You know, um, w- when I when I really zoom out and realize what you and I have built together over the past couple months, you know, just as far as being able to have a, a professional video editing remote team, uh, that really doesn't exist, uh, let alone in the way that we're doing it. And no way would we have come to those conclusions, let alone built what we have built to facilitate that. If it weren't for those, you know, I think the, both of us, at points in time, being on the extreme ends of the V and the I, respectively, but being able to come into each other and have that little bit of overlap, go back to those extreme ends, I think it's built something really unique and beautiful that can scale and that will, you know, make our team and our our customers happy. But Kirk Potter, I'd I'd love for you to talk about what we did in our our annual retreat just last month and being able to really maximize the EOS system and put it in tangible, real life for us, as well as our, our third business partner, who's our controller and communications expert. Um, I, I thought what Kirk did to, to take EOS and, and, and facilitate us uh, in running that two-and-a-half-day meeting was a beautiful thing, and it allowed us to really uh, discuss and go over so many things in such a small amount of time. Uh, and still feel very clear about what we needed to do and why we needed to do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think before we go into that, I think it's worth saying as well that um, EOS to me, um, three or four months ago, was something that I had never, ever heard of. I knew nothing about yeah, it. Um, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I read the books, as you do, um, and... I think one of the interesting things for me is having worked in an operations type role for a number of years is I didn't find anything in EOS that was that was weird or different or unusual. Um, mm-hmm. Why right. no, no magic EOS. pills? Yeah, no. Exactly. What what I found at EOS was a very cohesive um, and uh, how can I say it? Self-contained view of how to run a successful business. Um, as I say, none of which. Was anything new to me, but the way the way that it's presented as as a system. Um, for me, made a lot of sense, and I think Michael was always worried because Michael had done a lot of work on on EOS before I came along. Um, and Michael was kind of sold, if you like, on EOS, and and he didn't sell it to me, but he said, "This is what I want to use. What do you think of it? Please be honest." And having consumed the books, I think Michael was relieved to some extent for me to come back and say, "Yeah, this all makes sense, Michael." Rather than, "This is some kind of hocus pocus, and um, um, we're not going to go anywhere near this thing." What, what are you thinking about, you crazy man? Um, so. There was none of that, thankfully. Um, yes. Um, but for me, you know, at this stage, you know, it, it's fair to say that it's early days in a, in a true integrator role. Um, and and I suppose what we did in a, in the time that we we spent um, just earlier this month in our an annual retreat, um, I was very keen to. Fall eos um and you know we we spent some time before we got to a retreat um on the vto and we did that as a team of three um and just for,
1: for those out there vto is the vision traction organizer kind of like the two the two page strategic plan that eos teaches you how to like in a really compact way get clear on your long-term and short-term vision and how you want to get there so yeah kirk sorry go ahead you worked on the vto at the annual retreat
2: yeah, so we, we took the VTO and we were pretty much on the same page with the VTO before we all got together in person. Um, but the key thing that we did really was we, I suppose we kind of tore it apart um, and and we analysed every aspect of that with a view to developing a ninety day plan that came off the back of that um, and 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 look at our miserables, look at our rocks and, and be very, very clear on, on the accountability that was going to come off the back of that. Um, so, you know, we were in a, an Airbnb in Kansas City mm-hmm. um, and um, we got the post-it notes out in the Sharpies and we made a map of it on the wall, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which was challenging because the the heating system meant that the post-it notes kept falling off the wall. (laughs) Um, um, But with some running repairs on that, it worked. And and I think it was useful to do that because I think one of the things I find with meetings generally is people have their head in their laptops. We don't get the same level of of, um, engagement Mm -hmm. that we might want to have. So having something up on the wall where everyone could just see what it was we were talking about and, and actually communicate and talk to each other, make eye contact, simple things like that, um, worked for us really well um, and we, so we spent we spent the best part of two and a half days working through that um, some things we did a deeper dive on um, our budget and our forecast was was a huge thing for us i think it's fair mm-hmm. to say in rhythm monster we didn't really have that discipline before myself and, and our controller came along it's mm-hmm. um, cool. it one of the first things that we wanted to look at in some detail and say okay you know how much money are we spending? Where are we spending it? Can we can we justify that spend? How does that align with our sales? Um, and and really start to understand because um, it drives everything for us at the end of the day. Um, we right. we do a lot we do a lot of work um, flying all over the world, doing video shoots of some of the best um, you know drummers in the world, um, and we have to do that because that's what our 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 subscribers want to see and and they need to see um but we've got to balance that up against um then the level of subscriptions that we need to bring in to to Mm -hmm. you know sustain the business so um we did a really deep dive on 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 the budget side of things but that was only one part of that whole vto um and being very clear as as a as a senior team um uh, that the numbers that we were setting ourselves in terms of targets, either at 10 years or three years or one year were, were numbers that we felt that we can achieve. And not only that, how we were going to achieve them, what were the actual and, actions? And this is, back of that.
0: This is such a beautiful example to Kirk Potter. I think that also answers Ben's question about, you know, what do I see as being so important that I just cannot do on my own as a visionary. And that is, you know, create uh, the organic, document that is the budget sheet for the company. You know, I I had some broken pencils and rubber bands taped to a wall, you know, that was basically how we were doing it for two years. Mm -hmm. And just being able to really solidify it like a mature and proper business um, you know, that was something Kirk was able to immediately bring a level of expertise and experience right. that and I can contribute, but I can't build And And then just the execution uh, that he was saying about the post-it notes on the wall and everything. He did this beautiful combination of things that we use digitally every day. You know, we use Trello and, and ClickUp and Google, you know, a lot of the stock stuff. But he took the methodology of, you know, the, um, the, the Kanban system, which is the card moving thing you use in Trello that Toyota pioneered yeah. almost 100 years ago. But then he also took the L10 meeting structure, right? So he basically took the EOS L10 meeting structure and the Kanban system and stretched it over two and a half days with these post-it notes. And it was a right. beautiful thing. And it, it was something that he knew would make sense to my my visually inclined brain and, right. and our other partners as well and enable us to really see things clearly prioritize the way that EOS says that you must do starting with the VTO and then going to your process and your people so on and so forth and, and doing it in a way that was really meaningful and effective. No way would I have been able to run an annual retreat with that sort of efficiency and effectiveness by myself.
1: Right. No, that's really, really cool. And, you know, and I think that, you know, it it may even, if, if we, you know, we could find some time we should, we should do on another day, you know, maybe go into, you know, some, some of this stuff as, as a, as a tech oriented business as a remote business uh that is certainly you know you guys are certainly not the only company like that there's a lot of companies running on the us that are not physically in the same place together Mm -hmm. um that is certainly an issue that there's you know many people out there that that that, you know they would probably benefit a lot uh from kind of diving into you know some of the solutions and the the scrum and all that stuff that you guys came up with and you know maybe may dive into that in another day um and uh you know, so we're really kind of over the time that we wanted to spend on this, but I do want to at least spend a couple of minutes on, um, on, on you know, on this last topic that we hinted at earlier, uh, which is, you know, because it's such a, a pernicious challenge for smaller companies, you know, even, even the EOS target market size, you know, over 10 people, but um, – But, you know, but have the, have this issue of, you know, this catch 22, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you have this great visionary maybe, but like, you know, but how can you scale and get the scalability and the structure that you really need a vision? You really need an integrator to effectively implement. Um, Mm -hmm you know how can you scale without having that integrator but on the other hand how can you afford to even have the integrator without having already scaled and being able to bring another leadership te- leadership level person on um right. you know it's a huge challenge and it's and it's somewhat universal a lot of companies at this stage look if you're already 50 60 people you know you could probably do it but um sure. when you get you know when you when you get smaller 10 20 30 people sometimes that's really really hard and you're you're facing that catch 22 so what was the unique solution that you guys, or that you, Michael, did to you know find the right integrator when you didn't have the cash to hire a full-time integrator?
0: I think that really is the the million-dollar question, Ben Wolf. Um, I I really think <clears throat> the the ultimate answer to that is I was clear in my personal passion and purpose in being able to um, translate that in a business that albeit small and very very youthful uh the the passion and the purpose of the business and how it can service the world um long term that was already that ship was already sailing it was clear for anyone who wanted to look beyond you know the surface of what we do and what we provide what the potential of this is and that there is actually the right amount of intelligence and the right amount of heart behind it that makes it meaningful. It comes from a place of intent and meaning. So I think the fact that I, I had at least had the very small ship sailing, I would like to think was, was a big part of that. And, and then I think the second element, this, this does seem to be something I've, I've found a lot of success with over the years. And that is, I'm, I am a team builder. I am able to, whether I'm dealing with sixth grade students or big time university, masters and doctoral students, not necessarily
1: to, such a differential in maturity, but yeah,
0: no, no, not at all. Especially when you're dealing with drummers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're all basically the same, but I mean, the point is, you know, you, you learn these little things as a teacher to identify strengths and weaknesses of students and as they apply to artistic endeavors, instruments, et cetera. And I see a lot of similarities in that in finding the right people and putting them in the right seats. And that's one of the basic business practices that Jim Collins and EOS and everyone else Mm -hmm. preaches. And I think that I had experienced that in a myriad of ways as an educator and also as a professional musician. You know, when I have a crazy idea of a piece of music I want to write or a band I want to create, I have to translate that vision that doesn't exist yet and help find the right people who want to fill those right seats with those various instruments. But how did you do
1: it? But how did you do it here?
0: Well, I, I think how I did it here was uh, again, part of that was the the company had existed you know for almost two years at that point. And, and then the the actual technical execution was you know I, I built a I built a, a, a very elaborate application portal that really was aiming to translate, uh, who the company was and where the company was going and what we meant to be because rather than Doing I, I guess the more normal thing which is here are your roles and responsibilities. Here is the paycheck We couldn't do that right? We, we didn't have yeah. that ability. I had to instead focus on this is who we are This is what we believe in. This is where we're going and this is what it can mean for you in your life if you are one with these belief systems. If, if you are one with our why, then you can help us get to that paycheck and live those R&Rs um, if you want to hop on board and make this happen. And, and I I was very transparent about that because I had nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't going to do me any good to try to put dollar amounts up there that I had no way of fulfilling. But mm-hmm. what I could do is say, here is hard evidence of things that we've done that has never been done before and we can actually make this even more meaningful all of us financially and otherwise um, if we pursue this path together.
1: Right. So, I mean, I guess you're making it clear that that this is, you know, like, you know, mentally, emotionally, uh, commitmentally, which is I just made that up, uh, you know, all in. Um, but at the same time, understanding that people are going to have to have some sort of day job and that there's ultimately going to be a partnership, you know, in, in all senses of the word uh, at the end
0: of it. Um, well, we are where we are, you know, and there's no sense in trying to claim otherwise. But I, and I'd love Kirk Potter to speak to this as well. You know, one thing that w- when I when I got my finalist and let's say there were there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that visited the web portal, the application portal that I built. And <clears throat> there were several dozen that actually went through it and applied. And it was meant to kind of scare people off and be completely transparent at the same time. That's <laughs> to work. And then there were I think there were seven. Uh, that we actually chose as finalists, Kirk Potter being one of them, and, and then when uh, of those seven, I think we got down to three or four that actually had uh, video calls acting as interviews. Mm-hmm. And what we really had to talk about was, um, though there isn't the the paycheck that you would need and want and deserve right now, let's talk about what your life looks like now and what will be in three years Mm -hmm. and what we can do together uh, to make that happen. And does your life facilitate that? That's a really hard conversation to have, but, but I think the fact that Kirk Potter and I were willing to have it, we were excited to have it. And also just brutally pragmatic about if it works, if it doesn't work, I think that we were able to do that, um, speak to passion and purpose, but not get emotional about it. You know, I, I, I think really speaks to, not only the company's ability but our ability to work together long term. So again, I think the I think my my single response to your question is I was transparent about the passion, the purpose, the why of the company.
1: And how and Kirk from your perspective, how, how did you see the the process or what 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 attracted you knowing that there was not that paycheck right at the beginning?
2: Um, I think what I would say is that Michael's a very persuasive person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I I think it's worth giving a bit of background that Michael and I had actually worked together on a project um, prior to all this. Um, we, We spent... Um, I think six to nine months working on a, a technical project, um, which was related to uh, one of our key tools that we deliver to our subscribers in, inside uh, in, in Rhythm Monster. Um, uh, my role there was very much a software engineer, I think, rather than anything else. Um, but we got to know each other, we got to understand our, our You know each other's passion for Mm -hmm. for for technology within within the trust. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, so we had a relationship. I think that for me was. It made the whole process somewhat easier. Would yeah. I have applied for uh, essentially a pro bono <laughs> integrator role at some <laughs> random company based out of you know the United States? Um, if it wasn't for that, um, to be honest, absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> um, I think I'm being I think I'm being you know pretty frank and truthful there. Um, yeah. But notwithstanding that, um, I, I felt that the application process, the way that Michael described it. It kind of drew me in a little bit because it, I started to understand a little bit more of, you know, you think about that challenge. So Basically, someone's saying to you, do you want to come on board well, on this journey? We can't afford to pay you right now, but we will pay you when you can. In fact, you know, my, the way Michael put it to me is that essentially you you write your own paycheck at some point in time in the future. Um, and that was quite attractive to me because that's... that's the idea that yeah you, you are you're the master of your own destiny and um, we're putting you in you know a key role in this business and mm-hmm. and your job is to make this business work to the extent that it can afford to pay you and 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 potentially others so right. um for for me that that was a challenge I was willing to accept i appreciate that i'm I'm probably not unique in that, but I'm probably quite rare. Um, and, and, right. And, I mean, you're
1: and, an entrepreneur and, in and of yourself too, yeah, right? Exactly. So a lot, a lot yes. of integrators are coming from a perspective where they don't have that entrepreneurial background. I mean, maybe being in an entrepreneurial company, but not, not being an entrepreneur themselves. And mm-hmm. you know, and that level of risk is. Uh, is probably somewhat rare and and look there are elements that make the solution that uh, that you found michael that you guys ended up coming to uh not applicable necessarily in every situation but i think a couple mm-hmm. of the things mm-hmm. people can take away uh is the you know is the very much eos value of enter the danger of just kind of being yeah. you know just put it right out there just you know call out the elephant in the room right up front yes and you know being very honest and upfront and about that and that, that certainly does you know engender a certain amount of trust in and of itself Um, and, uh, you know, certainly looking to relationships and projects, maybe people you found on Upwork that you ended up working with for six months or whatever, you know, something that people can look to, to, uh, you know, to find, you know, to find potential, you know, partners that can go beyond, you know, just project, you know, workers or freelancers. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, I'm um, you know, going to try to wrap up the conversation with this. I, I think that there probably is a lot more to say on this, but I, I hope that some of those nuggets can really give people who are listening to this something more to think about with uh, with how they might uh, look at addressing the situation in, you know, in their own in their own businesses. Uh, again, certainly anybody is welcome to. And I'm sure Michael or Kirk would be willing and, and happy to talk with other people who are running EOS or trying to accomplish similar things, again, you could reach out to them at rhythmmonster.com, R-H-Y-T-H-M-Monster.com. Um, right. and uh, you know, try to get in touch with them, I'm sure, through that through that site and uh, you know, you know, advice or whatever, talk further. I'm sure I would love to have you guys on again in the future and kind of do a little deeper dive into some of these things, like, you know, how do you implement systems and procedures and whatever that might be in a in a remote, you know, an almost fully remote company. And, uh, you know, and, and also some of these, uh, you know, visionary integrator uh, dilemmas that, that really anybody could face. I uh, just really, really appreciate the value. I, I think it was a huge, huge value um, having you guys on. And I, and I think adding this conversation into the community, into the business community, entrepreneurial community in general and the EOS uh, entrepreneurial operating system community in particular, uh, I think it was a huge value and really, really appreciate you guys coming on.
0: Appreciate you having us, Ben Wolf. Um, I I, I definitely can say absolutely I'd be willing to communicate with anyone um, that would have any questions about what we do and how we do it. Um, I'm on all the social media stuff, and you can absolutely reach out to us on the website. Uh, My my parting comment in that regard is Mm -hmm. I I feel like the the EOS community is is like a lot of uh, business-related communities. I feel like there's this enormous pool of us that are at the very, very beginning and just figuring out how to get to step two, step three. And then there's all these people way up above in step eight, step nine, having all the success and doing all these wonderful things. And there's this enormous gap in between the two. Mm. So if I talk to someone who's just sailing on EOS, I can't relate to all of that Mm. um, because I need need help getting to step two. So Mm. I think at least Rhythm Monster is now at step two. And so if anyone is at step one or feels beneath (laughs) step one and really just needs to know, man, how do I get to step two, let alone way up there with those really successful guys? I think Kirk Potter and I are definitely good people to reach out to. And certainly I personally would be willing to help anyone I can with whatever I can.
2: Yeah, likewise for me, I'm I'm more than happy to share. the limited experience that Michael and I have have at, at this stage, but um, we are certainly sold on on EOS. Um, we feel that EOS is is the right solution for us, and um, yeah, it doesn't solve all our problems, and uh, I, I, but I think what it does is it, it allows us to have the discipline to understand the challenges that we face within the business and how we go about achieving them and, and achieving the, the accountability um, across the team that's necessary to, to to continue to build Rhythm Monsters as, as a successful business.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's great. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for coming on. And I look forward to seeing everybody else on the other side. Thanks so much.
0: You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.